0: You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in.
1: Well, hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. Thanks for joining us as we are continuing in our series, Difficult People. Speaking of difficult people, (laughs) <laughs> I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> joined by my faithful co-host, James Ross, lead pastor here at Church on Bay Shore. How's it going, man? Well,
0: well, I think based on the episode from two weeks ago, uh, that people think I'm a difficult person they just when might. we talk about personality. <laughs> so personalities. everybody keeps telling me how that was their favorite episode. I'm like, I think it's because we admitted how many issues I have.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I focus just on the positive things about personalities in that yeah. episode. So, uh, yeah, yeah. How? Are how are you doing man I'm i never doing, ask you that i'm sorry you no know, i'm doing all right it's spring break and um, you know i love this time of year honestly at the kind of the post Easter like everything's crazy leading up to Easter and I just love I love spring I love sun and being outside and I I actually like a little bit of yard work I love the beach I love this yeah. time of year. So. Well,
0: it, it's nice because you can sit on the beach and not like be drenched in sweat, <laughs> right, exactly. which is what the summer brings here. Right. I, I prefer the fall because the water's warmer. Like the weather's nice. Yeah, and that the wa- is true. Because it's still chilly.
1: It is a little chilly, and that's yeah. yeah I just kind of lob things, and my kids are playing in the water. I just i am like, hey, don't you know? And just kind of. It's lob pretty them.
0: much just children and Midwesterners in the water right, right. now. <laughs> we
1: had family from Ohio here for their spring yeah, break, oh, yeah, and they're no, like right. in the water. It's like, yeah, there are no Floridians in the water right now. Oh. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's for sure. So I like
1: spring, you like fall. Hey, we disagree, but guess what? We're still friends. Oh, wow. See wow. that segue here? Because today we are talking about uh, disagreements over beliefs. So we've, uh, in this series, Difficult People, we've been talking about uh, having different personalities, how to handle conflict. And today we are diving into what do you do when, as a Christian, you have differing beliefs about things. So, so
0: different doctrine. Different that, man, that's strong. Doctrine. We should title it different doctrine. Different doctrine. People but
1: people would see the word doctrine and be like, eh, What's that I don't mean? know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't right. know.
0: Right. But then, differing beliefs is a little ambiguous. So. yeah,
1: it probably we should say doctrine because different beliefs kind of sounds like you believe a different religion. Can I we let know.
0: people vote on? Wait, actually, they're already seeing it. <laughs> they're, they're voting now
1: by turning it off. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So, what please we're talking about uh, are these areas in our faith where uh, you know you have ex christian and Y-Christian, and they agree on- Is that a
0: gender issue you're no, related is that,
1: <laughs> No, well, that is something that people disagree <laughs> yes. about. So, But uh, we're talking about issues that people, or doctrines that people would disagree. We're not talking about, hey, whether Jesus is the one and only way uh, to be reconciled to God. We're not talking about things that would fall outside of what we would consider Orthodox Christianity. What we are talking about are some things that- uh, Christians just don't agree with, which is right. why we have different churches, why different churches are sometimes started, why we have different denominations. That's a question we get a lot. Why are there so many denominations? Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, well, that's actually a great question. Why are there? Yeah. But the reason we're talking about this, because um, we, uh, as a as a church, as people, uh, at, at, at some point, you know, there's, we're going to encounter people or churches or Christians who uh, don't agree uh, with everything that we believe. Uh, and so we have to understand how do we handle those situations? Uh, and this is this happens in the Bible. So, yeah. I mean, Paul uh, talks about this in Romans 14. He says, as for the one who's weak in the faith, welcome him, but not quarrel over opinions. And so we want to say, um, first and foremost, as we talk about what some of these issues are and how to handle them, uh, we don't want to be quarrelsome people. And I think that Christians... Uh, Maybe it's social media has just revealed it. People say, well, social media has just created all this division. It's like, no, actually it's just revealed Revealed it. It revealed it. Um, Christians are not great at disagreeing without quarreling uh, and being uh, attacking. And I think a fundamental, when we talked about this a little bit uh, in our episode about personalities, but that uh, which the principle carries over to different beliefs is that we think that someone different than us personality is wrong, which is not true. And I think that uh, when we come to beliefs, now we can, think that someone's wrong without being a jerk. Mm -hmm. We can also, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we default to thinking, hey, they believe different than me. They're a terrible person. They mm. Are they really a Christian? Mm. Mm. Um, and that's that should not be our first inclination.
0: And if you disagree with me, you are a terrible person. You are
1: terrible. Don't ever. No. How dare
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think that I just need to make a couple of disclaimers um, so that I can have liberty to talk. <laughs> so disclaimer number one. It's always is, great when we start with disclaimers. Yeah, we are just two dudes. We realize that. So uh, we could you be wrong. We don't know everything. I mean, we could literally be wrong about everything. So, um, you know, we. Are not better than you or anyone who's listening. Um, you know, our 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 source of truth really is the word, not us. So uh, I think that needs to be said. And then, you know, I think that the other disclaimer is that we are pretty confident in where we've landed on a lot of issues because of study. You know, so so. I understand you might be listening to this and you come from, you know, a a Catholic background or a different denomination, or or maybe you're even not a believer. And we're kind of talking about, you know, certain theological issues that we've come to a conclusion on. Um, And I would just say, again, we're, we're two dudes humans, but we also have studied them a good bit. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to necessarily substantiate every claim I make in this because that would take hours upon yes. hours. Um, but I am open to further discussion, you know, on nuanced issues, um, with you, but, uh, yeah. So, so anyway, I just want to say that so we can kind of just dive into, you know, the issues.
1: Yeah. So what are the issues? Uh, let's <laughs> yeah. talk about that. So we're just going to give some examples. We're not going to talk in depth about all of these because as we said. Uh, time. But there's a lot of things that people are all over the page with when it comes to different beliefs. So here's some example. (laughs) The first one that usually comes to mind is the end times. Like, How's the world going to end? How's Christ return? People have so many different opinions. And even when I was in seminary, professors with different opinions. and, And that's an area where we can have different opinions. And that's Okay. Uh, so keep going on. Uh, in times we've got, uh, gifts of the spirit, uh, you know, how those are manifested and used, uh, creation, the flood, uh, sexuality, church governance, family and gender roles, uh, societal issues, social issues, uh, baptism role of women in the church, eternal security, even the Trinity. Uh, there's, there's lots of areas where people, um, don't agree. Yeah. So what do we do about that?
0: Yeah, well, I th- absolutely. You're hitting on the nail on the head on some of the top uh, things that we've certainly encountered people arguing about. And uh, not just us, but over the course of church history, these are probably some of the more common issues that people have argued about within Orthodox Christianity. Um, so I, I, think we've got to decide when we come to an argument, you know, or a quarrel. I like that word, by the way, well, quarrel. it's hard.
1: It's hard for me to say. I'm like, hold We, I, I was,
0: <laughs> that was kind of what inspired my <laughs> l- affinity for it just now. And I think we should have a word of the day and just coral <laughs> right. every time. Do we have to scream uh, when yeah, we say yeah, it? Like yeah. Elmo? <laughs> yeah. The word yes. of the that
1: we've lots of preschoolers at our house.
0: That's right. Okay. We don't let our kids watch Elmo and oh. that pagan stuff. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We do. I, I'm just joking. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, back to real life. So, um, I, you know, I think we've got to decide on – how big of a deal is this uh, if somebody holds a different end times view than me or somebody sees, um, you know, the, the, the relationship between sovereignty and free will different than me, or somebody sees gender and sexuality or whatever it may be, the Trinity. Um, I think we have to decide how big of a deal is this. Um, and I think that's really uh, affects how we approach the issue. Um So, yeah, that's that's really where I should have given another disclaimer and said there's tension here. And so a lot of what we're talking about is tension. So I I think that probably the best way to go about this is just talk about how we approach these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that would help others who are wrestling with the same uh, challenge.
1: Absolutely. I think uh, for me, it's sometimes it's hard to engage with some of these things because. A lot of times, now I would say many times, people are uh, open uh, to learning. People are open to, yeah. hey, I think this, but I want to know, I want to dive into really what more what scripture says. However, what I yeah. find is more often the case is that people already have their minds made up about an issue and then go to the Bible to what we call – in. in pastoral ministry or in preaching, it's called proof texting, where you find one verse that can right. you know, kind of support what you think. Uh, and so that's dangerous. You don't want to do... That. Dangerous. That sounds such an overstatement. But it really is, because you don't want to... Have an opinion, and then try to find a verse that backs yeah, you well, up. Yeah,
0: well, Paul warned Timothy that people would fall into many snares, so I think saying dangerous yeah, is, is probably appropriate. <laughs> it Justin, it is. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm affirming thank you, you in for that, that affirmation. <laughs> <Yeah>. We agree.
1: <laughs> um, I think too. I have experienced that. Oftentimes, people um, become obsessed with one of these things, mm-hmm. uh, one of these areas that we would call secondary issues like end times or predestination free will so much so that it overshadows their, the passion they, sh- we should have for yeah. the gospel. Uh, and it becomes an obsession and it becomes so much of an obsession that they have to be right about it. And yeah. so there's really never any room for dialogue or conversation, uh, because they're so obsessed with being right. And what I mean by obsessed, don't be obsessed with being right, is you should know what you believe, and and you should, one, I think, be so convinced that you, you believe you're right. Right. <laughs> you know? However, you should also be humble enough to realize that you there's other viewpoints that may be valid. Uh, you, we still have a lot to learn, uh, you know, and you said earlier, like we've studied this, but even then I'm like, there's plenty, I don't uh-huh. know, or maybe yeah. I've never considered. Uh, and so don't you guard your heart and that you don't become so obsessed of, of a secondary issue, uh, that you can inevitably cause division in the church.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is probably honestly one of the more, um, bigger tensions that I live with right. as a pastor, you know, uh, is um, people... So first of all, people from within our church who who become very focused on a, a theological issue, um, and it begins to cause them to say, I don't know if I can have fellowship with people who don't land where I land. Um, but secondly people within our church who believe things that are really problematic based on the bible and then i think third for me is the number of people who i think genuinely love jesus that are not members of our church who who hold to doctrine uh, that is just in my opinion clearly wrong mm-hmm. and um it's just, it, it honestly just baffles me. I mean, um, in our town, you know, there are people, there are churches and just like what they theologically teach and preach and emphasize. I'm just like, how, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. How could a Bible believing Christian go to church there, serve there, give there, raise their children there, you know, like um, it, it, it it's tough. And And then it's like, Okay, so what do I do with the fact that what this is, is the reality we live in? You know, yeah. that, that's really the that's the issue. where it's
1: hard because you know, as part, in pastoring, and so there's this added layer of tension for uh, as a pastor is that you. You don't ever want to just come and be like that church, this and that church, because one that's just a bad look to you know and yeah. you know, and it's and that's not the goal. the goal is to lead people to the truth, so how do you handle that how do we how do we handle and especially in a in a context like ours where it's this we are in a small town and so everyone kind of knows of each yeah. other knows people it's hard,
0: right? Yeah, it, it is hard. So I, I think, you know, first of all, who's, who's our audience and whatever conversation we're having or whatever it is that we're saying. And, 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 you know, I've changed in this issue a lot because I, I did realize that, you know, I, I would say things on social media or uh, even engage in conversation on social media or have conversations. i I'm very blunt. I mean, I speak my mind, have conversations that I just realized, There's no point. There's no good that's coming from what I'm saying. The, the, the the reality is even if I'm right about what I'm saying, whether that's on social media or in a conversation with people, you know, it's, it's not doing anything to build up the church. Um, you know, Ephesians four says, we only say things that are for the benefit of those who listen. So really it's not beneficial. It's actually just more therapeutic for me to say it and feel better that I'm right. And so I've had to say, okay, like, this isn't a dialogue, they don't want to know my opinion. Um, And, and so I've stopped, honestly, in a lot of situations in regards to that. And so I think, you know, you've really got to ask yourself, you know, is this a conversation I'm invited to have with somebody? Um, And, and often this is and is this a conversation I'm willing to invest um, multiple sessions, if you will, of dialogue about these issues,
1: mm-hmm. I think too we have to realize that. So, as as Baptists, you know, there's we don't have a governing body over us, you know, saying this is what you must believe. We do have the Baptist Faith and Message, which is really like a summary doctrine of what we believe the Bible teaches about essential faiths. And I think it's important too to realize that. Uh, There are certain situations and times where we as believers, as as Baptists and as a church as a whole are going to have more in common uh, with a church from a different denomination than maybe another Baptist church, you know, simply because of that, because there's there's liberty in this. Uh, So is how do you
0: draw the line yeah well is there a place to draw the line i I think i think it has to come to ultimately you know what i believe and so this is a person's opinion is you know are these salvific issues um and what are the implications on someone's life for misunderstanding here so like in times like (laughs) dude (laughs) that's
1: like like the easy target Yeah, yeah yeah
0: i mean so i'm just taking case by case like that's not a salvific issue, like mm-hmm. in in any way, is it? I mean, so even if you're passionate about it, like dial down the passion a little bit. I mean, um, and, and Jesus Himself said things about like not knowing the time or the hour when He's coming back. Um, so, so, so I think you know when that it comes to that. Um, it, but I, but I understand people who think, you know, it's a glory of God issue or a Jesus Christ issue when, when they mm-hmm. come to end times. And so I'm not saying don't dialogue about it, but right. just like,
1: yeah. You know. And I think as, uh, sometimes like in in, uh, in a small group, life group, Bible study, it's like, there's always like, not always, but often there's that person who like every, every turn, every possible turn, they want to take it back to, well, I was, you know, and then some, they're obsessed and it goes back to that obsession. We always come back to the end times or always come back to this one topic. And that's where you're going to be like, Hey why are you so obsessed with this?
0: Yeah, I mean, and John Hagee and blood moons and all that. And it's like, oh no, did you know there's a solar there's eclipse? There's a
1: secret formula. If you read every, you know, there's like these things that are yeah. just ultimately take our attention away from what's most important. Absolutely, I think, you know, as you're talking about that, I, just have this, I think when we talk about drawing lines, I feel like, in each one of these, there's a different place to draw the yeah. line because of what you said about salvific issues. And so I'll use, um, I'll use gifts of the spirit for it as an example. Mm-hmm. So Baptists have different beliefs about the manifestation of the gifts of the spirit. You're, you know, they, that's going to differ from every, you know, from church and pastor leadership. Uh, you know, some of our best friends, uh, we have uh, differing views on this, but there's, we're still very good friends because it's not again a salvific issue. So if you were asking, um, can I have fellowship with this person? Well, absolutely. So then take it a step further uh and talk about like as a church, would we partner with a church that has a different belief about this? And yes. that's uh you know a different line, I yeah. guess. And I think, you know, there we're in some instances, yes. In some instances, no. Uh, you know, if we're talking about, Hey, they, they believe that this is a, you know, in Baptist circles, it always goes back to tongues because people get freaked out about that yeah. and whether that's a dead gift or not. And there's differing opinions, uh, in Baptist about that. mine's
0: right, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> always. Yeah. But what I have seen is that there are some churches, uh, that would say that you must speak in tongues, uh, if you are truly filled with the spirit. And I right. would- definitely yeah. disagree. There. They make and it that, a salvific and issue. they make it point. a salvific yeah. issue. And so tongues isn't really the issue, but the, you must do this. And it's a sign that you have the Holy Spirit. And if you don't, you aren't actually baptized in the spirit. Uh, that's not what scripture teaches. And that's where we'd say, Hey, that's a line. We can't cross that because that's, we don't believe that's what's in scripture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think tension is the word here. So, so, so when it comes to end times, like I should have a view of end times that doesn't cause me to have these dividing lines with other people. And, and and if I do, then, you know, um, you know, there's a challenge again. I might, I, I might be right about what I think, but I, I realize this is an issue that that takes years of mulling over. Um, But when somebody makes their view of end times a salvation issue, like you, if you don't believe this, you're not a Christian, like then they've caused you to say, okay, yeah, you're right. We have to disfellowship over this if you're making that line. Same when it comes to Calvin, Calvinism and Arminianism. Like again, I think I think there's a tension in that. But if somebody says basically like you don't believe the gospel, if you don't believe the five points of Calvinism, or you don't believe the gospel. Well, if you believe in more than the three points, three points, like they've now made it this issue, this disfellowship that causes disfellowship. Same with speaking in tongues. You know, again, it's attention to manage and how those gifts are out. Hopefully you're there where you realize humbly, hey, even if I'm right, it takes years and years. And sometimes people never understand this. Mm-hmm. But then again, if they make it another salvific issue, then it is this dividing line. And so I think we should be humble to where we're not necessarily making these issues dividing lines, but but we should also be real that if they make it a dividing line then that is at right. a point where we really can't worship together mm-hmm. uh corporately now all that to be said i do think there are issues where i'm i'm sorry we can't have fellowship together as far as um you know so so i would i would really say when it comes to other Christians, like there's covenant relationships yeah, where we, co- we we covenant together to be a part of a church body. Um, I would say there are churches that I could covenant with um, that I don't prefer uh, to yeah. be a part of because of style issues and all that. But I could, if there were like no better body, you know, to yeah. be a part of, that would be where I would land. Mm-hmm. Then there are churches that it's like, okay, I do believe they believe the essentials and that they believe in the gospel. However, there are just issues that, I can't, I can't be a member of their church. I mean, there are churches in this town, uh, you know, um, who like where they land biblically uh, on issues. Like I I just could never, I could never be a member of their church. Cause so, so we'll take baptism for example. Like, and I just taught on this uh, two weeks ago, you know, baptism in the Bible, not because I'm about, I didn't grow up anything just so you know. And he's a, grew up a nun. A nun. Yeah, really. (laughs) I mean, like I grew up like Christians were hypocrites. So like I'm not like my grandma was a Baptist and you know any, any of that like uh, I don't know why people talk like that but <laughs> that's like, the angry so, so, voice. So and then whenever I started to feel called to ministry like I wasn't like I'm definitely going to be a Baptist in fact I was drawn to non-denominational mm-hmm. more cuz I think I'm just like more of a moderate in general and then I was like well you know baptists really see the scripture's authority
1: and then you realize that pretty much most non-denominational churches are actually baptists Baptist. yeah, yeah, they are
0: <laughs> but like when it comes to baptism you know and, and infant baptism it's just not a, it's not in scripture and um the bible in no way uh supports it and and very clearly Paul says in Colossians 2 that the baptism is a picture of death burial resurrection. So to me like a church that isn't practicing that beyond other issues to that is just clearly saying hey church tradition heritage whatever has authority over the bible here. And so for me like I could never be a member of those churches. Now that doesn't mean that I don't think they're saved. Right, absolutely. And, and I used to probably think a little more like that. Like, mm-hmm. how could you be a Christian? <laughs> how in the world? And be like that. But, you know, I just extend grace to them. And I do think I could cooperate with some of those mm-hmm. churches to serve the community because ultimately that's going to make the witness of Jesus stronger. Right. Um, they're never teaching at our church, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep. know, uh, specifically if they did ever teach at anything that our church was a part of, like, don't get into that. Yeah. Um, And then there are churches who just where they theologically land, and I talked a little long here, but keep going, man. They. Our competition. Right.
1: So you said covenant. <laughs> Those are like, we are covenanting together. We yes. are in this together. There's there's cooperation. We're like, hey, we disagree on some things, but the essentials are still there. So we we
0: can agree. And serve these, our community and serve together. Our community and be a witness part- to our yes, community. Yes, exactly. Because our then, community doesn't care what we think about baptism. Right. Our community exactly. doesn't care yeah. what we think about- That's not on the radar. Salvation, yeah. whether or not you have to speak in tongues to be saved. Like right. our community is like, we don't believe in Jesus. Right. Or he's irrelevant and to our Christians
1: life. are just always- (laughs) Yeah. Uh, com- like mean to each other and they're hypocrites and they are they can't even agree on things. So why
0: should I be a part of that? Yeah. Jesus said, th- and this messes you up. Jesus said in two different instances in the Bible, if they're not for us, they're against us. And he said, if they're not against us, they're for us. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, and in the context of both of those, it seems to be thinking like whatever is making the mission and glory of Jesus go forth uh, is kind of how I approach that. But yeah, the last one would be competition where people just, the advancement of their church is taking people away from heaven.
1: Right. And so you said the word competition. So we want to be clear. We're not talking about like competition in the sense of, I want my church to be bigger than no. their church. Who but cares? we're talking about in yeah, competition. Yeah. yeah. Cause really, honestly, like, I think by God's grace, we're kind of at that point of life where like, that doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't, but what we're talking about is like competition. Like they, they could maybe not necessarily are, that's a strong word, but potentially they are leading people astray is what yeah, you're saying. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so we want to be very careful uh, in those, you know, like that's where your discernment radar has got to be up. Yeah. So uh, how do we handle this? How do we handle these disagreements? And, you know, uh, we have a lot of resources. So the first thing is we go to the Bible. Uh, and and so if you're in fellowship with someone or you you you're have a friend or someone that and you disagree over an, an issue, uh, or a topic or a doctrine. Well, let's let's talk about what the Bible says about that. Right. And and really it's investigate together. Uh read right. read the Bible, read uh people who have studied this and are these you know the issue yeah. and and come come at it humbly and I mean, I try to personally top approaching topics like this to come at it and say I'm going to try my best to pretend I don't know anything about this, and try to be as objective as possible yeah. based upon what I believe about you know the, the authority of the word, mm-hmm. and I want to approach this humbly because even if you know, and that's hard because you know I think I'm right, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to prepare my mind to to try to evaluate someone's opinion who disagrees with me as objectively as possible without coming at it you know first of all from they're a terrible person they're 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 yeah. obviously not as well searched or mm-hmm. researched or versed or
0: I, I used to literally think like that. And again, part of it was zealousness. I don't yeah. think it was pride. There was pride, but it was, again, not growing up in church, being a hung- hungry for the word, people t- like changing viewpoints that were just naturally the way I thought because of the word. Then I would like meet people who didn't believe these things and be like, how could you love Jesus <laughs> and yeah. not see this? Like, right. and, and now I just, I still don't know how they cannot not see it. Right. But I'm just more gracious in my, it's not gracious in my orthodoxy, but in my orthopraxy, you know, I'm not gracious in what I believe. I'm gracious in who I will accept in their struggles with doctrine.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was reading a quote and it said this, it said, pursue both gospel doctrine and gospel culture. That's good, man. And what they were saying is, is that sometimes people can just be like, those things don't matter. Just love Jesus. Well, that, that, they are secondary. And so yes, Jesus is ultimate. Right. But what happens oftentimes is, and I've seen this and you've seen this, and I've went to seminary with people like this yeah. and you see it like the more people learn about doctrine, it can puff up. And you know, like that's not the purpose of knowledge. You know, it's mm-hmm. not to, puff. Oh, yeah. the more we learn about doctrine, mm-hmm. goodness, if we're doing it right, we should be humble. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you, if you're learning more and it puffs you up, you're, that's pride and you're doing it the wrong way. Yeah. But, uh, but also gospel culture. What that means is this, this culture of, of charity and and this culture of, Hey, you know what? We can still love each other and disagree on this.
0: Yeah. And I know we have some preacher friends listening, but most of the people listening or watching this are not pastors. And I think this is more important for you, not more important for you because it is important for us, but this is why it's so important for you. So a member of our church came up to me about something a, a while ago and, Essentially, in love, like I was asking him why he didn't bring a concern to me. And he said, Because he knows that whatever I say, I've studied, I'm good at articulating, and he's probably going to be crushed if he brings his argument up to me. And I said, Is that because I'm arrogant? Is that he said, No, it's just I know you know your stuff. And I'm not going to like, I don't want to argue with you. I'm just, I'm going to go and research on my own because you're going to, I know you're going to have, you're going to convince me. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do I do with that? And he was like, I don't know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but, but I think that a lot of people who wrestle with some of the things, so, so somebody about baptism or whatever, like, they're not going to come and talk to me about it because, you know. They know that I'm going to win the argument, but they might be way more open to a discussion with you about it because it seems like a level playing field. You're not a professional clergy. Granted, you know, my goal would truly be to point them to the word just as your goal would be, but you just have a better opportunity to do that than I would. And so I think this is why it's important that, you know, regular people, you know, not weirdos like us uh, are engaging in biblical discussion. And, and so I do think you said it, it starts with, uh, let's go to the word. And let me educate you on this. And then either, and sometimes it is like literally that simple, like, now not necessarily that quick, but, right. but hey, I'm going to show you theologically why I believe what I believe. And here it is in the Bible. Then, then sometimes there's a tension and I use that word again, yep. where it's word. like, they don't disagree with you, but they're just not ready for that. Right.
1: Mm -hmm, Yeah. And that's, that happens a lot.
0: Yeah. And and sometimes that tension goes forever. And that's why people don't join our church. I mean, we've had people who come and say like, Hey, here's what I believe about X. And we explain where we land and how that is an essential issue. And they're like, we love this church, but clearly we're not going to land here. And that stinks for me, but like, it's just a reality. Then I think there's a third step of, of like correction where it's like, okay, if somebody is, Really wrong, and they're propagating that teaching. We have to try and correct their teaching, and um, again, that might mean, hey, this isn't the church for you, um, and this tension that just lingers on forever. Um, And I think we we need to be so humble in those because, like, is this really an issue that's worth that level? Right.
1: I think another. I think this is probably where it's the hardest in in disagreements, Sue, is that when you have. Two sides of of an issue, and they're both appealing to scripture as authority (laughs) and coming to a different place, and and that's hard. And I think there's so many examples of. I mean, pretty much everything we listed earlier is an example of this. Uh, And I personally, I struggle the most with this because I'm like, I really think you're wrong. I really think you've got that wrong. I really think you're misinterpreting, and it. And we can have discussion about that and we can have dialogue, but at the end of the day, there are some things I think that you can come to different conclusions about what scripture yeah. teaches and still remain in fellowship. Yeah. There, prob- there are other instances where you're going to come to different agreement, different decisions, and that is going to take it from that, probably from that covenant relationship to to that cooperation Yeah, You know, where it's like, hey, you know, I guess I'm talking about in terms of general church, but even as as you're seeking a church to belong to, like you're just like, that's too big of a deal to just say, I can just be on board with that. Uh, And I think, you know, this lack of uh, discernment or maybe uh, just lack of ability for Christians to have charity in some of these things has led to the end of relationships, uh, friendships, because it's like, It goes back to what we said at the beginning, a focus more on being right about something uh, and, and, and determining that this is a bigger issue than it really needs to be. Yeah. Um, You know, and we could go on a long time talking about what those specific issues are and, but then, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, and again, is this discussion beneficial is what I'm saying beneficial. I mean, it's such a, such a key part of this. I mean, you're absolutely right that, and and you land there a lot And, and, and our culture So, so the reason we have so many different denominations is because of this, Mm -hmm. but, but our culture even, so like there was a time in which say you say, let's just say I'm right and you're wrong on an issue. And you were like, well, I don't like what he has to say about that issue because of what my mama taught me or because of what I just genuinely prefer, whether it's women's roles, whether it's whatever, you know, what I genuinely prefer. So I'm going to go find a group of people who believe what I believe Mm -hmm. and that's why you have the number of denominations you have well now you don't even have to find a denomination that like you can fit in with now you can find a group on Facebook like right. it, you know the wiki world is what uh, <laughs> James Emery white uh, in North Carolina says like you know where where you can you can now find a group of people somewhere in the world who are you just fit in with their niche? The problem is that you might be wrong together. Right. It's so much easier to be yeah, affirmed. But they, but you're in constantly your affirming each other together. Yeah. So, so that reality exists, and so as a pastor and as believers, like, so how are we going to treat people in a world where they probably will go and find that? And and I think it's above all else them knowing I love them, mm-hmm. and 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 in hopes in hopes on this earth that they will see the the maybe potential danger of what they believe, uh, potentially the eternal danger of what they believe, but, you know, and, and come in and, and seek at some point, because by, by, and again, holding my ground theologically, but by being generous in my orthopraxy, you know, I think that it, it opens doors. And, and I have even seen in three years that I've been here, people who I'm like, okay, I know they used to be members of this church. They've, they've gone somewhere else that, theologically like they don't believe that mm. you like and i've seen them because of love and acceptance and kindness by our yeah, members even in their yeah. exit yeah mm-hmm. like come back in and begin to grow and flourish because of that um and so you know yeah but but honestly i think part of it for personality types like mine is like just realizing so much like people I don't need to speak my mind when no one cares.
1: <laughs> no, I want to put this out there and everyone's going to see it. And I, I want to be afraid. Yeah. And That's people- part of why we have boggy talk <laughs> is we're like,
0: there are things we want to say on social media, right. that know what half and, of our people don't care and, and
1: people. And it takes conversations like this, yeah. takes something that we don't have a lot of patience for in our culture. And it takes nuance yeah. and it takes time. And we, we live in a soundbite culture where we want a, we want it all summarized in 140 characters, and that's just not. None of these issues can be solved in that. And people want sound bites. I think uh, it's patience. It's patience. It's patience when you're in mm-hmm. these conversations with people. And I think back to leading a, a, a small group uh, several years ago, and uh, someone came, and you know they came in the middle of a study that was really heavy. What we're talking about, and what we were talking about that night, uh, it just it wasn't that they just hated what we talked about, but they it just they were struggling with reconciling some of their beliefs, what we were talking about, what we were just going through scripture and there were tears and there were, you Mm -hmm. know, and I think, you know, we weren't like, well, you better believe this right now. (laughs) You know, it's like, Hey, you know what? This is heavy and it's hard. And you aren't going to be able to just wrap your mind around this Mm -hmm. in 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours here at our house. So Here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep talking about this. And mm. it was able to see over time how, not that we convinced them that we were right, but we were just like, hey, let's look at the word together and to see the Holy Spirit work in this person to correct some wrong thinking, some mm-hmm. wrong you know thinking about scripture and who really some wrong things about the nature of God. Uh, and it was just, it's patience, patience, mm. patience, patience. And I think to wrap this up, um, Jesus was the most right person yeah, to that's ever good. live. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we wanna we want to be right. We want to be right. Who is the most right person ever? Yeah. Uh, and Jesus, you know, fully God, fully man. Mm-hmm. And you know, Paul writes in Philippians 2 that we should have the mind of Christ and that he, Jesus, emptied himself. You know, verse uh verse five, had this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was God, the form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped to hold on to, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men, being found in mm-hmm. human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And so who, who had the most right to be right? right. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's where we think, well, I have a right to be right. Yeah. But you know, Jesus didn't just walk around being like, wrong, 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 wrong. Now he did rebuke people. He, Mm -hmm. you know, he corrected his disciples. He rebuked people when the time was right. Mm -hmm. But he also, he he is the truth. He is the way, the truth, the life. So he, Mm -hmm. he led people to the truth. And ultimately that's our goal. And you can't do that being a jerk.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, I'll just say that, you know, possibly somebody watching on the other end of this is like, well, this is why I just think, you know, We shouldn't get into any of this and it's like well you know paul said to titus the reason Mm -hmm. i left you in crete was that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders shepherds in every city as i directed you and he goes on to say that they would hold fast the faithful word in which is accordance with the teaching you know That's the teaching from the apostles, so that he will be able to both exhort, so that's encourage and sound doctrine, and to refute those who contradict. For there are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, who must be silenced because they are upsetting whole families, teaching things they should not teach for the sake of of sordid gain. And he goes on to list out like very clearly the people that were doing that. And so I think, you know, that's a tension for your leaders in your church, whether it's life group leaders, pastors, whatever it may be that, you know, we're trying to exhibit Christ and want everybody to exhibit Christ. but also realize like sound doctrine does matter because we want people to see Jesus and their need for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, you know, that, that is just a tension to be managed yep there are problems to solve
1: and there are tensions to manage so this is attention to manage.
0: I do have to ask as okay. we wrap up. So, uh, when you were in that discussion with your small group and you were telling every every one of those girls they need to wash their face, <laughs> did they start? Oh, I know man. they cried and said, "I can't don't need to wash not my have face." A Rachel Hollis reference, <laughs> man. Oh no! Did they did they agree with you and start washing they, their faces? They did not. They were like, "Don't you can't tell me what to do."
1: <laughs> oh man! Speaking of her, man, there is a terrible thing that she. Well, anyway, that's yeah. we are going off topic. So yes, yes. Uh, anyway. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think
0: that's a great point. Like, don't get your theology from not being a part of a covenant community of believers. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, because really, that's when seriously.
1: you're like, because I think you know, we, yeah, this is another topic, but we'll wrap up with this. We we can all so easily be swayed, and oh, even yeah. those of us who have the, we are so strong, so we believe this. We can so easily be swayed, and because people can be convincing, you know, yeah. and we're like, yeah. Oh, and then it's like afterwards we're like, wait a minute, like that it, we can watch a, a clip of something and it sounds so convincing. Then and we're like, yeah, yeah, and then something later catches. Wait, like, wait a minute, or somebody else points out, and I'm like, I did not. See, we've got blind spots. Oh so.
0: yeah, yeah, not me. No, nah, never yeah, me. Yeah.
1: Anyway, <laughs> anyway, all right, all right. Well, we're going to wrap it up there before we uh, bring up any other obscure <laughs> <laughs> references. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we hope that you'll uh, uh, join us next week as we uh, progress <laughs> in the conversation of de- dealing with difficult people as we talk about how do we handle sin issues issues when uh, someone is clearly uh, walking in sin how do we uh, approach that and handle that so it should be just another light breezy week <laughs> next week <laughs> so All we right. do help you join us thanks for joining us. hey don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out uh, leave a comment if you got any questions or need clarity or want to continue the conversation send us a message we'll be happy uh, to get back in touch with you thanks for joining us yep. tune in next time
0: thanks for listening to boggy talk we are so glad you joined in the conversation go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat